What's going on, everybody? This is Daddy Goods. Welcome to the Plenty of Feet podcast. This is a foot fetish podcast. However, we talk about whatever the fuck is on our mind. So tune in. Enjoy the fucking show, baby. Oh, and today we got Liliana, a.k.a. Kami Coochie. <laughs> Check out her OF of course that's on her instagram her instagram is in the description oh and by the way this episode is sponsored by fleshlight there's a link in the description of this podcast click it and get yours it directly supports the podcast when you use that link enjoy the show everybody oh my goodness we got Liliana in the building, aka Kami Kuchi. What's up with you? How you doing? I'm good. You know, Sunday morning, New Year, new me, right? Man, it is a new year, new us. You got any uh, New Year's resolutions that uh, started a couple of days ago, or what? Um, yes, but my new re- my resolution was not anything like long term. I think it was more make short-term goals and try to stick by those kind of like take it day by day, but try to get mostly everything done, you know, instead of long-term, I guess. I feel you on it. I mean, that's the most we can do anyways, right? Like it's just kind of like try to be the better version of ourselves each and every day. Yeah. That, that's basically it. That, and then just try to, you know, the pandemic kind of disrupted a lot of our stuff. And I know we've been going three years yes. into it almost. I think mm-hmm. it's time we I'm gonna try to like navigate, especially, you know, this type of work that I do specifically now through the pandemic, you know, because everything to me, I only started OF because of, I couldn't see people in real life with the foot stuff and with the dominatrix stuff. So I'm like, I guess I gotta take that shit online. Yeah, 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 yeah. Facts. No, I feel you. I mean it's convenient and I mean there's way more people online than in person. So mm-hmm. You do reach I mean, more people, yeah. Right. And then, like, on top of that, like, you never know. Like, there's always a chance of uh, going viral, you know? And I know. Going... I'm still waiting on my viral moment. I mean, I haven't really tried, but maybe that'll be another, like, short-term thing. At least try to make little clips here and there and try to go viral. Because I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I'm not the best with social media, as you may know. <laughs> Dude, I cannot get a hold of you ever. <laughs> horrible with social media like i will post and like alert but i never like actually interact with people like that so only I on feel like OF because the people are paying me so i'm like i have to run right. back everything right. else I don't it's know, like a- just scrolling i don't really even <laughs> <laughs> right it's a part of the service so you're like you know what like i, I yeah. will take the time to do that and whatnot and i feel you you know what like <laughs> Here's our uh, our first little tip and advice for all of the listeners out there right now. Um, so so tell me because I you know I know that a lot of people lead busy lives and they they get DMs and sometimes a lot of DMs and, and things like that. And I I clown around and I make fun of how like hey it's hard to get a hold of you and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I'm like I know she's busy. It's cool. I don't even care. Like I never take it personal when somebody takes a week. To respond to me um do you ever like experience people that do take it personal uh yes and a, a lot of times even in this i don't know can you say the sex word on the yeah 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 you can say whatever like on the podcast okay. yeah like, um we're good like with sex work specifically well no i guess and no yes because when it comes to like 
guys who are interested in me, even though it's sex work, it's work, they shouldn't be, and they shouldn't get those ideas. But to a certain extent, there is, right? So there is mm-hmm. some people who do take it personal when I don't write back. But because a lot of times, a lot, most of my followers on any sex work platform, they're also my mutuals. I feel like they're like you, you know, like they know that sex work is mm-hmm. not my only job. I do have a vanilla job. I do have like a nine to five professional job. Like I do have a job. So and they know I'm a mom, so they know that I have stuff to do. I have other job. Okay, I don't. I don't have time to just be glued to my phone, like I would like to, <laughs> like I would love to be. But I think so. They, there's an understanding there, and that's the good thing about being public about my sex work is that people mm. not only know me, the sex worker, they know me as the person. You know, like just the person with right. that shit to do. Um, but no, not really. I think. I think with subs, like. I'm a dominatrix who part-time now because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But with them, it's more like you talk to them whenever the fuck you feel like it. And then even if they pay you, it's like, okay, well, you talk to them for a little bit. It's like, okay, well, I'm done talking to you. So bye. And they, it's more with them. It's like whatever they will get, they take. So kind of, but not really, I guess, is the answer. <laughs> no, that that's what's up. That's what's up. Man, like you're you're so good at like expressing yourself in all in all ways. And um, I mean, I, I, I really truly, you know, think that's a dope thing. And I think that, you know, it's kind of leading the way and showing others that they can be their self, go out there and um, you know, whatever it is that they're into, just be open about it. Like with you being so open about like your lifestyle, like you all your different lifestyles, because you, you know, you got your vanilla job, you know, you do your your boxing uh journalism. Um, you do your your makeup and, you know, you also do your sex work, um, like being like, you know, out there with all of those things. Like what what are the kind of like reactions that you get like from from people who do they like show like major support? Or do you feel like there is like some kind of drawback from like having all of those um, different tools on your tool belt? Well, at first I, I you know, I did um, part time dominatrix stuff before I went public with it. Like I would just have a, a not safe for work Twitter, right. Where I would post a lot of stuff, but I wouldn't tell anybody that that was mine. You know, I would just, I wouldn't have any mutuals on it. That was just my Twitter that I had for, you know, dom- posting dominatrix content, dominatrix pictures, getting subs and, and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I decided to go public with it because one time I saw somebody from the boxing Twitter's, face had Mm -hmm. I guess accidentally liked one of my tweets and then they unliked it so I remember like feeling like oh like I don't what like I don't know if I want people to know or how the fuck did they find me so there was a minute of like oh shit you know and then after thinking about it I decided that I don't want to be exposed I don't want to be you know because I I had to sit down and ask myself like why am I feeling this way am I ashamed that I like Mm -hmm dudes in the testicles sometimes for money no i'm not i it's fun you know so i'm like where is this coming from is this coming from shame no it's not maybe just from other people discovering it i guess so i just had this moment where i'm like i don't want to be that person that's like oh look they do this this stuff you know wow look at this everybody so i'm like "Ah, i kind of want to be like more public with it and that actually helped you know like i think um obviously there's there's a stigma right and then criminalization of sex work which is what kind of makes people kind of be scared to say it out loud especially even though now with you know of 
it's it's helped in the stigma, you know, kind of the stigma of it where that's more common now. Mm-hmm. See people online do whatever type of sex work it is, whether it's feet, whether it's dominatrix, whether it's nudes and camming, you know, like it's all sex work. So it's all just kind of, I think it helped me in the way that I am able to also say, hey, like sex workers are just, that's it. It's work. Like we also hate right. getting up and doing shit. Like it's just like any other job. I actually think my sex working job is harder than my vanilla job. Like my vanilla job, I get on a computer and I do stuff. With sex work, I have to set up live. It's like any other content creation. I'm pretty sure you're familiar with. You have two podcasts, you know, mm-hmm. so you are familiar with the content creation part of aspect of it. So it's hard, you know, and I think I'm going to tell you like one funny story that when it started infiltrating the boxing, t- the boxing world, right? Because I did post like in my regular Twitter, like, oh, you know, picture of me, you know, sitting down on top of my sub on my phone, like just, you know, kind of like a picture like that. Yeah. And of course, people were like, oh, shit, you know, they kind of they were like, OK, but I'm like, OK, is this going to stop me from getting credentials to like boxing events i wanted i wanted to ask you about that Uh, um well no not yet but i do think that's one one of my concerns you know because yeah like we mentioned it's less stigmatized because of of but only within our generation kind of like and just because it's more common doesn't mean that people don't still have their feelings about sex workers right but Mm -hmm. the first time i ever experienced something where like in person I was covering uh, Mikey Garcia versus Jesse Vargas in Frisco, Mm -hmm. Texas. And I remember that that was like, I think that earlier that year I had posted that I was a dominatrix right now. I didn't say, hi guys, I'm a dominatrix. What's up? But, you know, kind of just started posting content like that on my regular Mm -hmm. Twitter. So I I remember I was interviewing somebody at the fight in between fights because they would bring the fighters out to like the little promo thing so then i was walking back and somebody from like the uk who's like a correspondent as well like for boxing mm-hmm. they like literally shot it out like oh that's the dominatrix and i just like oh, damn. they knew like, you. They said it out loud and i was like and all the zone people were there like they were mm-hmm. like you know and i was just like oh and and at the time all i all i i just you know, I, I didn't freeze. All I could say is like, why you want, you want next? That's all mm-hmm. I told them. Not like in a mean way, you know, I wasn't like, oh, you want next bitch? But I was like, oh yeah. I'm like, you want next? Kind of like just, you know, but my blood was boiling. Like I was walking back to my seat, like. Right. So hot. Like I felt like my freaking face was so red. Like I'm brown. So luckily that doesn't happen <laughs> I'm inside. I felt super like, fuck. But then, you know, the next, I think that n- the next day, yeah, we got invited to, like, to eat out. And so we went to, like, this bikini bar or something. So I was there, and I was, you know, I'm there with a friend who works with The Zone. And all the other friends were like, oh, can you show us videos? And they were more, like, enthusiastic, I guess. They were like, oh, can you show us? Like, oh, my God. And, like, that's the first thing that I'm like, oh, shit. Like, it depends on your attitude, I guess, towards it. You yeah. know, because none of them were like, oh, like, this bitch or ooh, like that's weird they were like oh can you show us or oh damn that's crazy and it was kind of they were just asking me things you know and it was and i i just noticed that if i was able to be open about it and not speak from a place of shame then people react that way if i were to be like oh fuck yeah like but don't tell anybody they'd be like oh okay you know like i mm-hmm. think people 
people react to how you portray things. If I'm like, oh, yeah, I do this, this is who I am. Then people be like, oh, okay. Like, you know, they might have questions, but they're not going to, you know, it's not going to be like, oh, that's that's weird. I have yet to encounter anything like that. Um, But that's the zone, too. I don't know how, you know, you, lo- you like boxing, but the zone seems to be, like, more chill. Mm-hmm. BBC hasn't said anything to me or denied anything to me yet. Um, I don't really cover their big fights. I usually just go to, like, smaller events. Uh, Golden Boy, same thing, like, smaller events. But luckily, nothing. With Top Rank, I have never been able to cover Top Rank, but they're... You try to get credentials for Top Rank? Uh, I only had gotten one, but it was through somebody else, like, when I was freelancing. Um, But with them, I know they're more, obviously, like, more traditional. They're, like, very vanilla. So I feel like that would be the problem there. Like, I wouldn't probably be able to ever because of that. I have a feeling, you know, like, I... Mm And I don't know if you were familiar with what happened with like the girl sushi and like who left when he kissed her. Did you hear I, about that? Yeah, so I, I heard about that and she tried to say that like he like did something that got yeah, him. Like, that wasn't him. planned, right? Like so oh, yeah. she was interviewing him and then at the end of the interview he like grabbed her and kissed her and she kind of was just like, ah, you know, like that's I said, ends, right? Yeah. But so she was like, Oh yeah, that's uncomfortable. Of course, that's non-consensual like that's not okay but when they started going on about how she's gonna get a lawyer then videos came out of her that night at his after party and then grinding on his team like obviously i can see what people are like oh you know this dumbass like bitch like fuck her like she's just trying to get money but i think what people like when you look at the greater picture you think okay well one thing is consensual and one isn't like Mm -hmm. she didn't consent to him kissing her She's consenting to be grinding on his his people, like his team. And right. I, again, like I do get people's point where it's like, oh well, well, if she felt uncomfortable, she shouldn't have gone. That I agree with. Like after that, I think I'd be like, mm, I think I'll stay home. Like thanks for the invitation. Yeah. Like no thanks. But I also like I don't know. Maybe you know I maybe she feels she felt like she could get more footed, more content. You know, like or her channel mm-hmm. or something or maybe you just feel even worse saying no to people you know when when people ask you hey do you want to come and you say no then they might not invite you again also there's networking there's things that you could do when people invite you to these things right so i don't know her motives i don't know the whole situation was like annoying it was, it was iffy on both sides but ever since then top rank doesn't allow independent journalists who don't have penises into their events as far as i know because of that yeah so that was that was before i even went public with my so i i want to say that it's still because of that but i wouldn't be surprised if they know because i do go to their like media events but i don't cover their fights if that makes sense yeah yeah no it it makes sense has uh like has any boxer like ever came across like your um your sex work life and like made any kind of uh i guess this is like an invasive question i, I know you wouldn't want to out anybody you don't have to say no names but has that ever happened i um not sex work but i mean i have Hit boxer on you? friends so i have right. a lot of boxer mm-hmm. friends who do know that i do sex work mm-hmm the only thing I can think of, and this I don't know, I don't know who it is. Um, I just, you know, I'm looking through my OF messages, I'm replying, and people are being nice, and I'm like the same on OF than I'm in on like in real life. People think that right. 
like people message you on OF just to like be like sexting and shit or like sending you per- no like I could I'm I'm talking boxing with people on there we're just talking like or they'll compliment me I'll say thank you and then like oh blah blah, blah. so this person was like complimenting me and I'm like oh Lily just completely froze everybody. Liliana. Can you all hear me? (laughs) We are mid podcast and I think she just lagged out. Let's see if we can get her back. Everybody smash the like button, by the way, you know, that helps others discover this podcast. I see you all in the comments too, by the way. Um, just give me a second. Let me see if I can get uh, Liliana back on here. Oh, my goodness. It just went all the way out. What's up, everybody? I did have Liliana on here for the last 17 minutes. Not sure where she just went. We'll uh, see if we can get her back on here. Must be some uh, technical difficulties probably wi-fi if i had to take a wild guess it's the wi-fi just got unplugged by her cat she has a cat and cats like to chew wires and sometimes they pull the plug so i'm thinking that it could be that let's see here let me see if i can get her on just one moment y'all stay there stay tuned what's going on everybody this is daddy goods welcome to the plenty of feet podcast this is a foot fetish podcast however we talk about whatever the fuck is on our mind so tune in enjoy the fucking show baby oh and today we got liliana aka Tommy coochie <laughs> check out her OF link. of course that's on her instagram her instagram is in the description oh and by the way this episode is sponsored by fleshlight there's a link in the description of this podcast click it and get yours it directly supports the podcast when you use that link enjoy the show everybody what's going on everybody this is daddy goods welcome to the plenty of feet podcast this is a foot fetish podcast however we talk about whatever the fuck is on our mind so tune in enjoy the fucking show baby oh and today we got liliana aka Tommy coochie <laughs> check out her OF link. of course that's on her instagram her instagram is in the description oh and by the way this episode is sponsored by fleshlight there's a link in the description of this podcast click it and get yours it directly supports the podcast when you use that link enjoy the show everybody What's up, y'all? We are still waiting to see if Liliana comes back. Oh, I think we just got her back. <laughs> I don't know. All of a sudden, it went black. I was like, uh, hello, hello. And then, like, you were, like, stuck. So let me go back on the... Okay. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. <laughs> you, like, froze... Both screens though froze and then for me froze too and I was like hello hello I'm was sorry. I frozen to you or yeah you were fro- but you were but like I'm gonna have to get on 
stuck. I don't know. I'm gonna have to get on melon. I think we just uh, discovered the the no. flaw in um. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's mine. Maybe it, <laughs> you know. I don't know. Let me put it back up. So let uh, me continue uh, my story. My bad for the interruption. I was weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we lost all viewers. They're like, we don't want to see him. <laughs> my bad. It's all good. You're good. So I was looking through my messages, and some and someone said, "You look as you look just as fine as like the time that you interviewed me." Ah. And I was like, but I didn't ask. I was just scared. I'm like, why am I gonna ask? Let me pull, put the volume down. I didn't want to ask. Like, what am I gonna tell them? Oh, you didn't want to ask who it was? No. Oh wow! I'm like, oh, what, what? I'm not gonna ask. I'm not gonna bother with this. Like, I'm not. And, I mean, you only interview um, athletes, so right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was like. Who could this be? But yeah, I don't. I don't want to know. And I didn't. They didn't have a username that was like anything that would give me a hint or nothing. Right. People don't right. usually put usernames on OF. They just get numbers. And I feel, yeah, I, I feel like if I um if I were to be on there like subscribing to chicks, I would have to have like a profile picture and and have my actual screen name, Daddy Goods. So when they see, they were like, "This motherfucker right here." Yeah, no, I get funny usernames. Like I have all boxer names you could think. I have a Canelo follower. I have Caleb Plant following me. I have fucking. <laughs> All these boxer names. I have someone named Freddie Mercury on there. Just people put whatever names, but most people just leave it. So I didn't want to ask, like, who this, like, oh, who are you? Because I just rather not know. Right, <laughs> I think I'd right, rather right. just be in the, in the dark about that. Yeah. Um, I just had a question on the tip of my tongue. I do this so often. Oh, it was, um, oh, it wasn't a question. I was going to say, so, like, when it comes to, like, it's interesting because a lot of my guests on this podcast, right, they they have an OnlyFans and, you know, they're into that um, that world. Right. Like for me, like I feel like it like I, I can never subscribe to none of my my guests um, oh, yeah. OnlyFans. You know what I mean? Like not because like, you know, like I'm I'm sure that it's cracking. Like I'm sure their OF is like cool and all that and and, you know, a, a, attractive and all that. But for me, like, and I know you can relate with this, like, it's it's better to, like, separate, like, mm-hmm. all of, you know, the, your lives and everything. Like, if you, like, like, were to, like, be me and interviewing all these guests and everything, and then also, you know, be uh, looking at, you know, their work and that kind of world. I don't know. For me, like, that's, like, my rule. Like, I, I, I just, I just can't. You know, but I, I do support it and I will promote it and put it out there and everything. You know what I mean? Like, so I completely feel you. Like, I think it's the same thing as like photographers, you know, like photographers. I've had a guy who was like, That's a good oh, point. hey, like, I would love to do a shoot. And most of my OF, yes, I take pictures, but a lot, most of it is video just because um, I'm not photogenic. Like, I, I don't know how to pose. So I'd rather be doing shit in a video, you know, like here's me getting naked or here's me, my feet, you know, foot job on a on a dildo on the cam, you know, like fucking mm-hmm. like just video. Like posing to me is hard because I was never a person to take selfies. You see my Instagram feed like I don't post myself <laughs> that much. The picture so, you gave me for um, the thumbnail of this episode, mm-hmm. like I wasn't expecting you to have like like the perfect photos when oh, you sent yeah, it. Oh, no. 
I've done oh, like right. I, I do foot content too. You know, it's not like on one of my highs, but I do have a guy who literally comes over to my house, pays two hundred dollars just to massage my feet and put his feet, my feet on his face. Like I have got a guy come clean my house. I put him in a maid outfit, and his prize after he cleans my house is just to be my foot rest. Like those are things that yes. just because of feet, you know. Like yes, I'm pretty sure they think I'm pretty or something. Other than mm-hmm. that, but they. It, it they became my subs in the way because of feet, right? You know, of my feet, so I it's the same thing. I, I agree with you on that in the way that, like I told you, like I had a guy who was like, "Oh, I would love to take pictures of you," and I'm like, "Oh, you know, I'm like, why not? Like, let me let me give this a shot." But mm-hmm. you know, he's like, "Here's my Instagram." Blah, blah. So I'm like, "I'm gonna follow him on Instagram. I'll see what's up." And then, like after we added each other on Instagram, he would nonstop be thirsting over me. Yeah, and I yeah. told him, like, I don't think I could do that. Like, we could, you could be my, you know, sub on OnlyFans and stuff. Like, I get that. But then now I don't want to work with you because right. it's, I, I have to a professional person mm-hmm. who's going to be there to take pictures and take pictures and not be like, oh, <laughs> right. you know, like, so I think it's that. But also with me, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't mix it. And then another thing is, like, I have a, a guy who, now wants to kind of be my sub and he's told me that oh he wants to be trained and he'll give me all his money and like because of like financial domination that's what that is right but with mm-hmm. him i don't feel comfortable because we were friends like we are friends i'd like to think we're friends so it's it's not the same and and i think it puts this dilemma in my head that it's like okay well i'm just providing a service for someone this is just mm-hmm work right so why am i not being able to do it with my friend like i would sell them a hot dog if i had a hot dog stand right <laughs> like why not so there's that there is that dilemma of like yes this is just i'm just providing a service this is just sex work like mm-hmm. i but when it's someone that i know like i don't want to do that like i'll be mm-hmm. mean to you like <laughs> i love you you're my friend i care about you right. and again even though that's just a service i'm providing it's just that one minute of I mean, not a minute, you know, but that's just one session. Like, even with my subs, I had a session last, on Monday, I believe, this Monday. This past what do you mean week, by a session? Uh, someone, like, oh, um, someone that I was was already my sub online. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, okay. as in financial domination, like, they would send me okay. Venmo's just for me to talk shit to them. Uh, and, like, be degrading to them. They're like, oh, I'm in town. I'm going to be in L.A. Like, do you trust me enough to a session in person and yeah and it's like it was that was not like feet that was mostly like just like degradation and stuff like that and yeah like that that was at that moment we did that whole thing for like two hours the session and then after that he's like you want to go get ramen and we went to get ramen and then we were just talking normal like so i can see you know i don't i just don't know why with my friend i can't like i don't know no, I mean it it totally makes sense. I think that's one of the biggest flaws with um our our culture today is that a lot of people think that a male and a female can't actually be friends. Yeah, and that's a lie. Yeah, I have so many friends that like me too are not like attracted to me sexually. They may think I'm pretty. Right. I hope they fucking think I'm pretty. I'm, I think they're pretty or <laughs> you know. But there's nothing wrong with like not, a guy thinking not, a chick is pretty. That's his friend. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that because like even like as a guy, you should be able to tell your homie like, hey, yeah, my homie is a handsome dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, you should I, be able I, to say I that. 
friends who have like never made advancements with me. They've never been weird to me. I don't get those vibes from them. Like I think people who say shit like that, they're still in high school and they stay in high school because in high school, I guess they just like wanted to bone everything. And now they feel like that's still the case, you know? Mm-hmm. But also I think maybe just with men, because I see men saying that the most. Like men are scared that their girlfriend's gonna have like a dude friend. Mm, never mind, actually. Girls actually I've seen them not want their boyfriends to have like girlfriends, you know, but I'm not right. it's a friendship, you know. I don't I have so many friends that are guys, girls, like I don't I don't, you know, I don't care about that. And I think as long as you don't make somebody uncomfortable, you know, but you're you're right. Like I don't I don't believe in that either. Right. Yeah. When I was when I was younger, right, <clears throat> I used to be one of those guys that wanted to, you know, bone everything like it. So I so I, I get it and I and I understand it. But like being who I am now and looking back on the old days, like I realize now how many great friendships I fucked up by being. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, like I really didn't have to do all that. Like, like why was it all about getting pussy at one point? You know what I'm saying? Like, and then now when I'm looking back at it, I'm like, that was out of pocket because, you know, I could have had a lot of great friends. And, and now I'm, I'm looking at like, like how I do have, you know, a lot of, really good female friends and and by the way you know this um but for people listening that doesn't um i'm married right so and my wife knows i have a lot of good friends so i don't know it's just like it's it's healthier to be able to like just uh separate all that stuff and to also have uh friends that are the opposite sex too and i don't know like having that kind of trust with my wife is awesome you know like it's it's just yeah a, yeah, yeah. A i feeling. don't feel like that too like from the boxing world and that, that's, that's just the thing, though. Like, when you don't know the people's boundaries, like, you're scared to, like, hang out. Like, I'm scared to hang out with my friends because I don't know what their girlfriend's going to think about it. And I don't want to cause conflict, you know? But I have a friend who's, like, that one that actually works for DAZN. He, yeah, He's like, oh, I think the first time we met, I think it was at that same card, you know, the Mikey Garcia, Jesse Vargas. He's like, my, I had an Airbnb. I didn't have a hotel. So my check-in was later. And he's like, just mm-hmm. come to my room. He's like, leave your shit in my room. And then let's go to the press conference and i'm yeah. like oh you sure he's like yeah he's like just stay and i was like oh, okay and then we went to get drunk after like it was fine and then i met his wife too not in person because they live in canada but like mm-hmm. we do sometimes we do zoom watching parties and like i met them one i went through like a really bad experience a couple months ago and i was telling him about it he's like oh you can call me he's like is it okay if amanda's on the phone like, yeah, please. So to have both of their perspectives on shit like that, I'm like, damn, I'm lucky to have this couple friends. Like, not only do I get his perspective, but I get hers and she's super sweet about it. And then now when I went to Vegas on for the Devin Haney fight and Jojo fight, mm-hmm. same thing. Like I, I had a place, but then we got so drunk that I'm, he's like, you just crash like on the, uh, his room had like a couch. So you just crash yeah. on the couch. He's like, I don't care. And yeah, I crashed on the couch. Like it wasn't weird. He's never been weird with me. Like, it's it's awesome. Like, I'm like, people can have these, you know, like, friendships. Yeah, like, we're all adults. Like, <laughs> we have to, like, want to bone each other to, like, want to enjoy each other's company. And that's why it seems, like, disingenuous when people are, like, when men talk about the friend zone, right? I think that's, like, such a fucked up myth. Because it's, like, so you're only being nice because you, like, are expecting things. Like, you're not a friend. Because the whole friend zone right. to me, it's like, it's such a myth when people are like, oh, and they're almost praying that like the girl gets in a bad relationship just so they could be like, see, well, I, you had me like just because a girl doesn't choose you just because you're like nice to them. Mm-hmm. 
it's not like that shouldn't be a thing. Like, I'm not saying that there's not women who take advantage of the fact that men like them to get shit like this. But I think right. if, if both people are open, like I tell people all the time, like, especially when there's guys who have like, or my, I met them as friends and later developed something. I'm clear as fuck to them. Like, I'm never going to date you. This is never going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you still want to invite me to the movies, invite me to dinner, buy me a fucking something that you think about <laughs> me. Like, that's on you. Like, I don't want you to later be like, oh, this bitch used me or they knew I like, like, no, this is never going to happen. And just know that. And then on uh, that, it's on them if they want to like. I was going to say, it's like, that's their fault that they never like made it clear before you guys were doing all that stuff. Like you, you're right. Like you shouldn't do all those things with the expectation of whatever else you, you want, like sexually or um, romantically or whatever like that. Like the friend zone is Oh, almost always whoever initiated the the connection is almost always that person's fault because they didn't do what they had to do to make it known like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm actually I'm going to flirt with this person. Like, it, it should have started with some flirting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not I with some funny ass tweet by like a man who's like, oh, he's like, dude, he's like, I've been hanging out with this person every day. They stay like they clearly know I like them. We. We like always hang out. I go on sometimes when they're not, they don't have money. I buy them food. He's like, and they still won't fuck me. And then he ended it with like, all they want to do is play Xbox with me. Like, damn, like I wish, I wish my friend would let me fuck, but it, it's another man. Right. So he's like, see how ridiculous it sounds. Like if you put that, that I guess standard on your male friendships, like, doesn't it sound fucking ridiculous? Like, if you were like, oh, I buy my dude homie I stuff, I buy, like, wh- and he won't fuck me, you know? Like, that's, <laughs> like, I can't believe he hasn't let me fuck. We play Xbox every day. Like, we, I buy Unless him, gay, I, I spot him some, like, McDonald's. Like, so it's all these all right. things. I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. But luckily, again, because I'm like, like I, I got you a McChicken and I didn't get a McLicken. What? <laughs> <laughs> so like because i'm like in the dominatrix space luckily like i don't get a lot of that stuff like i don't get entitlement and i think that's what i'm so thankful for not only that like it's my mutuals who are most of my you know subscriber base but that it's like my subs in real life or like people that are submissive in a way because i never get entitlement and when i'm on reddit looking at like other creators Friends, it's always like men being super fucking entitled or girls who have like free pages and guys still want more free shit like on their dms it's like that's what i tell you i'm like i would never have a free page like i understand people wanting to get pay-per-views through dms but no no dudes ever gonna not for free no but like that's the thing like i don't i don't like the entitlement of it like girls can have their free pages but men come at their dms wanting customs for free just because they have a free page you know and it's like no like your your free pages to post maybe lewds or whatever you're comfortable with and then that way it sets the pace on what you're gonna send on the dms for a paid amount but i see so much entitlement or so many of these content creators being disrespected and i'm like i have yet to be disrespected in my of so you guys hear my cats fighting i hear the cats Oh my god! Sorry. I, I I know what it's how, what it's like. I have two cats as well, and they're fucking nuts. Like seriously, they're gonna be running around here. But again, <laughs> so I'm like, I, I think that you know, back to the being able to be open about these things. I guess that's the good part of it that I have yet to be disrespected by anyone on my OF. 
I have yet to have anybody be like, give me this for free or anything like that, you know? So I'm thankful for that. And I think because people know me in real life or not in real life, but in my online persona, I guess, what I choose to share online. And they know better than to come at me fucking crazy, you know? Like, I shit. No, luckily I haven't had that yet. <laughs> and then in person too, like all my subs in person, they're, I picked them for a reason. What, you know, cause at one point, some people are like, hey, like, can I do a session? And they think that, like, when you tell them you're, I'm a dominatrix, they think that I'm just going to, like, fuck them in the heart and slap them a couple of times or something, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, can I do a session with you? And I'm like, I, I, what do you think goes on in these sessions? They're like, oh, well, can I, can I fuck or whatever? And I'm like, the only fucking that's going to happen is if I put on a strap on and I fuck you. Which Whoa. I love doing. I love doing that. You know, like I do have subs who I do that for. Right. But I don't like men. Just I guess when they think anything dominatrix, and if they're like on P Hub, right? That's what mm-hmm. they think. They just like, oh, the girls is gonna come over here wearing leather, wearing something, fucking cat women like with the whip <laughs> and like fuck me really hard and like be choking me or something. I'm like, that's not no baby. Like that's not what this is. But you know, like it's it's. For people's perceptions, right? So even even with like just sex work in general and my sessions in general, you know, I I, I have a um, this website, uh, and people are like, oh, I'm a, I'm submissive. Uh, I would love to worship you, and then I have to ask them what kind of submissive because there's a spectrum mm-hmm. is so fucking big. I have right. one guy who's like at the top of the fucking spectrum, to me at least, like that's just hardcore. Like where I literally, I don't know if you've seen videos that I posted, but I kick him in the down there that's called like ball busting basically mm-hmm. i whip them i make them like my boots um i i put a shock collar for like a chihuahua around his you know what oh my goodness and then i made him say five mississippis while i turned it all the way up and he couldn't mess up all that as he said start over so that's like the top right and then i have another one who's just likes being degraded verbally you know like you're a loser you're right. pathetic Give me your like, that. like that that meme from dr phil you're worthless you're a piece of shit give me 200 dollars. that's literally what fandom is online like you're just talking shit to people and and people are into that kind of and stuff people send you as you're talking shit to them right and then there's another person who they just they it's still submissive in the way that like i'm still being degrading and dominant but it's like a lot of face sitting a lot of but it's still not like sex you know like we don't but it's right. more like about it's called like booty worship sessions where it's more like oh they get to massage me or like oil me up and then if I want to sit on their face I'll do it but they're restrained and then most mm-hmm. of the time I have them on chastity belts so, they so it's stuff like that right and then there's just the guy that I told you he comes over literally just plays with my feet like he just he like massages them he'll be like just putting them on his face because like and i'm let me see i'll I'll put my feet my one of my feet on this camera so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna say what what two of my feet like feet subs have told me so here it comes so there's my foot right so people like they like that my feet go up like this they're like oh i love that like your feet are like straight up like that Instantly. Like a like a like a perfect line going up. Yeah, he's like, like a forty five degree angle. Longer toes here. You know, let me do this one because it's easier. <laughs> Some people have like longer toes here. Right. Toes 
the the this toe is bigger than this toe. So that's what they will they compliment me on. Like they'll be like, oh you your toes just go up and they're all like kind of like the same size. And then while I have up here, let me see if I can get a focus. I can do this thing like where I could just move my pinky toe and like people don't Apparently people can't do that. This little piggy. <laughs> Apparently people can't do that. No. I can do it with this one too. It's just I'm on top of two pillows. <laughs> <laughs> so, see? That little piggy went to the market. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and they just grab like my feet, and they'll be mm. like putting it on their face and stuff. Like, I, they like that it's warm. So one of the guys he does want me to like have either. At first, leggings or high socks. And then, you know, it's that process of taking it off, that anticipation, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other one who comes to, he literally, he's like more of a servitude sub, which he just like being degraded in that way. Like, there's nothing, there's no punishment physically. You know, it's just more like he comes, he's cleaning my house. <laughs> and I'm talking shit to him while he's cleaning my house. If I'm eating yeah, something. He, he cleans the house. He wears the maid outfit. Yeah. I make him okay. I made him order like a pink made outfit. Oh wow, okay. And he wears around the house and like I if I'm eating something, I'll throw something on the floor. I'm like, hey, lick that up the floor. Or if he doesn't clean something, or I like, oh, I'll make him lick it off, like and then wipe it again. So like stuff like that. And that's his you know, price is he's gonna be able to be my footrest. So I'll be sitting down watching TV and if he's done, he just comes and lays in all like fours. And I put my feet over his back and I'll be watching TV or whatever the fuck I'm doing. And he's just my footrest. If I'm feeling generous, I'll like also let him take my boots off and like just get sniffs and stuff like that, depending on how good of a job he did cleaning my house. He gets to snip my feet. Um, one time he did such a good job. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, you get to like literally like put my feet in your face and all of that. So it, it seems like you like that. Yeah. Like he, he got like, Direction immediately, like after he like I uh, saw my like saw my feet, and mm-hmm. I I would laugh at him and he's like just tell him that he he can't do anything with that. <laughs> tell me about the the chastity belt. Like, do they provide their own chastity belts or do uh, you yeah. like? Okay. No, yeah, like everything they provide. Like I, I have my stuff, obviously my whips, my my strap ons. I have a couple of masks. I have ball gags. I have stuff like that. But anything that's like, like especially strap-ons, you know, you, you have to be hygienic with that. Like, I don't want to use my own toys on them. Right. They Do you have, have to put a condom on it or? Uh, well, I use their, so this is just the attachment. So I have, to, I use their attachments. I don't Okay. give them mine, you know, but I, we would be able to do that if I had to, I had to absolutely use mine. And honestly, I probably just like let them keep it or something. <laughs> or like, right, I don't know. Right. But um, it's mostly like that. Like, um, the shafts are the same thing. They buy it. They provide it. As long as I kept someone in it, it's three months. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Three months? Yeah. I would lose my mind in, yeah. in three months. That guy probably lost his mind. <laughs> and then they, like, there's some that have, like, spikes at the bottom. So if you get hard, like, get an erection, like, you're, you're going to get poked. That's the punishment. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. Like you couldn't, people like couldn't do anything like regular because if they ever got aroused, they would be poked 
by the spikes. Yeah, yeah and they Gosh. gotta sit down and pee. Because <laughs> they can't, you know, that like what, how they gonna so do? hard. But what about like bathing and stuff like that? How do you bathe in the chastity belt? I don't know. That's a good question. I never had to think about that. Probably hard to wash it, like Yeah. Maybe get the pressure like hose and just pressure. I don't know. <laughs> That's probably the only way. I but I mean so. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe you just don't. So I don't know. That's kind of crazy too. Like if you just couldn't wash yourself for the whole time you had the chastity belt on. It's kind of like if you had a cast on, right? Like if you yeah. broke your arm or something, then you have to wear the cast. Well, some it depends if it's like metal or plastic, but they don't. Most of the ones I've seen, they don't move. Like it's not like you could grab the metal up and down. Like it's just a stationary thing. Like you just have it on, and you can't move mm-hmm. it. So I don't. I don't know. Good question. I, all right. So you know how like a lot of people who are into the uh, foot fetish thing, they they like the way feet smell. They like to like purchase shoes or uh, socks or whatever they like to smell, right? So after I say cast, wouldn't it be crazy like if a, a chick had a cast on her feet? I bet you that would be like something. Because oh, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. like imagine if you couldn't if you couldn't like wash that foot for let's say a month or whatever, I think the cast is a, it, it's a high draw. It's a, I could probably sell that for a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Well, my friend recently got in a car accident. No, he fell at ice skating or something like that. And he like fucked up his, his like feet. And apparently he had to go and get a cast. And after he sent me the picture, after he took off the cast, his whole foot down, he was fucking crusty, bro. Like, what? He showed me a picture. I was like, and I was like, oh. he's like, look how disgusting this is. I'm like, you can make a lot of money on that picture on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I tell him straight up, like, that picture, like, even how crusty your feet are, like, people would love that. Because I've had, like, online feet people request, I go fucking walk outside barefoot, dirty ass feet. And then. Yeah. Show them my dirty ass feet. Are you able to see the comments on your end over there? You're yeah, getting yeah. you're getting requests as we podcast. <laughs> a lot of shoe requests, like please dangle the shoes. I just have pantuflas. I don't have shoes on right now. <laughs> I'm in my house. I have like these. My cat's in the back chilling. Oh snap! We haven't even done a foot marshal. Oh my goodness! <laughs> we just been chopping it up. We haven't done one foot marshal. Can we do a foot marshal? What you think? Some people also request like a lot. A lot of that I see is uh, leggings and then mm-hmm. like pantyhoses because pantyhose, pantyhoses. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. Sure. That's a big one, huh? Yeah, we'll Hold do it. Some... Hey. <laughs> Hey, shout out to that in the background. <laughs> what was that? It's not my like New Year's nail polish. I never have no polish. <laughs> <laughs> hey, somebody get her a pedicure. Smash the like button if you're watching this right now. Help others discover this content. Stick my toes. I told 
like I used to always be insecure about my toes. That's why I'm like, what the heck? There's people who pay me to like put my feet in their face. And my feet are not like I don't have like ugly toes, like you could no. but they always look like you speak Spanish, right? Or no? I mean, I understand more than I speak. They look like little cacahuates, like little peanuts, like the ones <laughs> on the shell that get toasted. That's what I feel like my feet look like, my toes look like. My mom used to tell me, like, oh, you have little cacahuate fingers. And I was, I mean, toes. I'm like, I do have little cacahuate toes. So now I'm like, oh my God, like, there's people who pay me to, like, just be in the presence of this little cacahuate toes. So I guess. <laughs> it's a beautiful like, world we live in. But shoe size, I'm, I'm, I am six. I'm size six. That's a small foot. Yeah. My son is a 6.5 now. So he's like more than me. This is my little. Oh, so 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 he's uh he's outgrowing mom already, huh? The guy that like one of the guys comes and he just like I'm really flexible, but like he will like put his my foot like this on his face, mm-hmm. and then he'll be like making the most like satisfying sounds. Like he's just I just like make just, his life by right. like, and he tells me like oh like I like like especially the ones that like take my like I have shoes on first and then they take my socks off. And then they put their, like, I like to feel that warmth on my face <laughs> or, like, the feet, I guess. Being do, you, do you feel, like, a, a form of power, like, when you're having these kind of sessions? Not with the feet. I think with the feet, I'm usually just, like, minding my business. <laughs> like, those, those guys will just come and, like, their footrest. Just my, I'm, like, on my phone doing whatever I need to do or I'll be kind of, like, I'm like, not on this computer, maybe, but on my laptop, and then they'll be massaging my feet. I should have sent you a video. Now I can't accept the phones, the foot cam. But I have videos of, like, these dudes massaging my feet. Obviously, they wear a mask for, like... For, like, privacy? Privacy, but I do have consent, their consent to film and stuff. I would never, you know... Right. That's just someone who doesn't consent. So I... Do have their consent to film and I do have their consent to share these either on my OF or on my not safe for work Twitter. And that obviously attracts like other people who want those things, right? Um, but the other one, one of them, he just wants me to like lie down and he like I'm like I'm lying down, basically. Right. That's the only request that I'm like lying down. So we put like a little blanket on the floor or whatever. And he just like does his thing where he's just like putting my feet in his face. Um, and then after we can like watch UFC together sometimes. That's dope. <laughs> this is what I mean, where That's it's fair. like like well, they call it in the dominatrix space spaces, they call this aftercare. And after mm. aftercare is like you just cuddling with them or telling patting them, like, oh hey, you did good, like you took a beating, or oh, or you know, you did well in this session, and that's what kind of what it is. But with him, because I met him through, like, combat sports, mm-hmm. I really liked him already as a person. Like, I liked him as a person, and he's the one that reached out to me, and he was like, hey, like, by the way, I... he actually, when I came out as a dominatrix on my regular Twitter, he's like, hey, he's like, you do foot stuff. And I'm like, oh, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, he's like, I have this foot fetish. I'm like, oh. And with him, I was like, oh, comfortable. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. I don't, you know, I already like you. But it's not like my other friend who I was like my friend friend. And I like known hard stuff about him. So I'm like, oh, like, I don't want to be mean to you. But with this one, (laughs) he's not like a sub where like it's degrading or anything. It's just. Right. 
Yeah, like he yeah. just comes in. It's the first, and then like I tell you after you'll be like, Oh, did you hear about this? And I'm not big on UFC, like I am just a casual, like I'll just see the highlights shit. Same. same like, same. oh, like he'll be like, Oh, hey, like, look at this. Oh, cool. And then we're like, I think last time he brought a talk can, so we had a talk can after, or I brought a, I forgot. We had talk cans. So, so it seems like, like- it seems like you like like your selection process when it comes to that. It, it has to be somebody you have some like history with, not necessarily oh, yeah. like in your like you know in the outside world and everything, but like definitely like even with internet interactions, right? Yeah. For example, like there's this sub I have in Florida who like he gave me like a thousand four hundred dollars within two days, just like of me talking shit to him. Um, oh. And he always tells me he's like, whenever I'm in LA, like I want to have like a paying session with you, like a real session. And that's one person that, of course, like, you know, when the pand- once the pandemic hopefully chills more, I would love to make that happen. Now, with this one that I told you I just had on Monday, he had, like, tributed me a couple of times online, but I was still not comfortable having sessions in my house with him. Like, uh, my house is only the ones that have been long-term and, like, foot yeah, stuff yeah. because it's easier. But most of them, I'm like, okay, well, you're going to send me a copy of your ID, and then you, you're going to book the room. You know, like it's for safety right. purposes. Like I don't, maybe it becomes long-term. They can come, only two of them have came to my house. Like I usually don't bring them into my house for safety purposes. But one's like super long-term, it's been years. And the other one's like the guy that I watch UFC stuff with. And, I mean, the guy who cleans my house comes every, but it, it's not that often. It's probably like once every three months or something like that. But most of the time they're, they either have to book a room or they have to book a dungeon room. For, a dungeon know, room. Mm-hmm. For us oh oh baby there's actually like people Tell who have businesses it. that are like it's a dominant they have them there's people like like renting a booth in like a makeup station or renting a chair or at a barber shop kind of similar to that they have like dungeons and there's people who are there full time or there's rooms they can rent for like you to come with your dome and be doing a session there i saw i met I didn't meet her, but like the one I know is from the guy that the first time we ever did a foot session, it was there because again, I didn't know him, one of them, and I didn't know him like that. You know, I knew him on the internet. So we did it there and it was amazing. I was like, oh, I can't wait till I have like my own house and I'll have I'll have one of these. So this lady basically has like a big ass house. And then her backyard, she has like little bungalows. And these little bungalows, oh. you open them, they're like red walls, like oh my from the wall, outfits, like furniture for like you know like i'm like oh shit all the dominatrix stuff yeah i'm like this is so sick and then like he had me there he you know we did one there so now i've sent like oh my other stuff like if you need one there's there but usually they know their own too because they go to these they frequent these places right so as long as there's like a safety to it i'm fine with it but yeah still i have to still kind of know them on the internet first you know (laughs) <laughs> right, right, right. Was there like ever a, like a scary situation that made you like kind of like make your selection process, um, you know, a little more like a, a, a personal connection or? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Luckily. Hopefully never. Yeah. But online, just what I told you, like once someone starts showing more interest in me sexually than mm-hmm. serving me, then that's different. Because I had guys, like, for example, yesterday I, I posted, like, my New Year's Eve where I literally put, like, a glass in between my butt cheek, mm-hmm. and, like, I filled the glass with fucking bubbly that's, like, the brand that's, like, <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> that's what I, you know, that's what I did. And I posted a little preview of it on my not safe for work Twitter. And this guy, the guy who gave me a thousand four hundred dollars, like in two days, he's like, oh, like I can't, um, you know, I can't resist the urge to send to that perfect ass, right? And <laughs> it's like more. It's mostly like that. It's like they say they can't resist the urge to send you money. It's not like oh, I wanna fuck you or something like. So it's one. <laughs> Once someone's like, oh, yeah, like I, I they want to maybe explore the being, you know, degraded, but but they're still like mostly focusing on like wanting to have sex with you. That's when I don't want to have a session with you because I don't know if those urges are going to overcome everything else. And then you're going to like try to do something to me like that's not hmm. consensual, you know, so right. usually that's what I do. And and. Those are my limits. Like once it's somebody who's like expressing more of those, like just being a horn dog, then I don't want yeah. to session with you because what the, nothing tells me that you're not gonna like try to do something to me, you know. And I yeah. have a guy, a friend of mine, who's like a hardcore cholo who has told me like, "Oh, I'll sit outside like your place with a gun, like just text me oh, when, you have, when you have a session." He's like, "In give me that pussy, girl." He's like, "Just say the word." He's like, he's like you can even have like he's like anything my apartment's small so he's like i'll even sit in the fucking living room or something he's like i'll be in the kitchen but he's told me he's like i'll fucking have my gun and i'll be there so they know better something that i've always wanted to do and and i have a sub who's down for that but because of covid like i haven't been able to do it Mm -hmm. i want to have like one a session where like it's one sub and i'm basically exposing him to like a group of friends you know to have like a a sleepover with like Like an audience type of thing or what was that? Like having an audience in the room type yeah. of deal? Yeah. Okay. Having an audience, but also a training to them on how they can dominate. Oh. And, you know, like how they can do this to them or whatever. And then, like, if it's time to, like, if I'm doing, like, ball busting or any sort of whip, or whatever, I'd be like, oh, someone from, anybody want to come and give him a go? Like, you come and you whip him or you come and you slap him or something or, like, you know, stuff like that. That's something I've always wanted to do. But, tutorials you can do to yeah. online tutorials like workshops <laughs> i mean really though i mean because like how to train your how do you try to train yourself instead of how to train your dragon right like like what if me and my me what if me and my wife wanted to get into that and she was didn't know where to start she could look up liliana's yeah. tutorial on how to you know i do get a lot of people asking me like how do you get into it but i'm like oh my god like I think the reason why I'm so selective on, like, who I help and who I, like, try to push into, like, learning about this is people who I know that are not going to stigmatize stuff. Because I've had people who think this foot, like, oh, foot fetishes. Oh, like, I saw pictures online of my feet, but, oh, I would never sell nudes at all. Like, girl, it's all sex work. Like, it's all sex work. Like, one thing is not, like, better than the other. One thing is it shouldn't be that way. You know, you shouldn't be like, well, I, I just sell feet pictures. Like, that's all. I make money selling feet pictures, but fuck all these other hoes or whatever. You know, like, it, it's all sex work. Whether you're a sugar baby, whether you're a stripper, a cam girl, OF, and what you do on it. Like, depending on what you are comfortable with, um, feet stuff, domination mm-hmm. stuff. It's all within you're selling whoever's sexual fantasy. Right. Because even though feet, you can have like a foot fat, it's still, at the end of the day, sexual gratification. You know, like it's still, you're you're turning I, I, someone on. Right. I just don't get like how it's like such a, 
like a, a taboo thing in the world when like everything in the world that has ever been sold, a lot of it has to do with sex. Mm-hmm. Sex sells. They always say it, sex sells. Sex yeah. sells. You know, right. like you don't necessarily you, you don't necessarily have to be showing, you know, like any of uh, your body um, for people to be looking at uh, your Instagram and be jerking off to it or something like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, I mean, like even like a chick, like constantly taking um, pictures or, or guys constantly taking pictures, um, showing whatever it is people are attracted to on them, you know, or their body. <laughs> like, yeah. you're kind of doing that too like if you're doing it and you're enjoying all the likes and all the followers that you're getting and everything like that then kind of doing it too right yeah and sexualization in general like is very taboo right like you can't just talk about like sex like that unless couples are like we're trying for a baby they're basically telling you like they're fucking wrong and it's like normalized to do that but it's not normal between like just to be talking about sexual stuff in casual conversation you know it's very taboo still it's better now but it's still taboo Right. So I think that whole thing is it's plays a big role in it. But at the same time, it's like it's just basic consumerism. You know, it's the laws of supply and demand. There's a reason why OF is the reason the platform has so much money. Mm -hmm. It's It's not the bloggers. It's not fucking athletes posting their workout routines. It's not cooking shows. It's sex work. The same way, 100%. You know, and, and same with strippers. That's why you have to see a strip club every other block, you know, or oh, why yeah. you see strip clubs in big uh, destination cities, you know, like mm-hmm. supply and demand. It's not like these people build these things and it's like, oh, well, let's just wait until someone decides to come in. Like it's supply mm-hmm. and demand. So my best analogy is what I tell people, especially, you know, the both women and men, but especially the men who consume porn, but then and oh, they'll follow porn stars, they'll follow mo- models, but then if their local girl gets an OF, they're like, oh, ho, whatever, blah, blah. It's like, it's the mm-hmm. same thing. They're making content for somebody, and it's usually content that it's customized specifically to somebody, right? Like, when you see yeah. that meme about, like, oh, I'm picky, and it's, like, page 56 of P-Hub, P- right? Mm-hmm. You could have just paid a sex worker to, like, make something for you that you, you would get off to. Right. You, you don't have to, have to scroll 56 pages. Mm-hmm. But also, like, it's just a plan to man. Like, it's like loving Mexican food and hating Mexicans and wanting to deport them. Same thing. You know, like, sex work, it's literally just work, I promise you. Like, it's work. I I told him, my vanilla job, I get up, I get on the computer, I write, I do some research, you know, I... I Scholarly article research, all this stuff. Cool. I think I it's, it. I think it's like different parts of the world look at it differently too. Because obviously in the U.S., like that's kind of what we're talking about right now is like how they look at it in the U.S. or or really any of the, I I, I don't know what kind of world you would call it, but like U.S., U.K., like all all of the, I don't know, I guess first world countries. I don't know what exactly term i'm looking for but like if you go to like a place like um colombia or mexico or or like uh, other other parts of the world like they look at like sex work way differently because like you can go right across the border in san diego to tj like i, I don't know if any of you ever been to um uh, adelitas or hong kong right like like those places like it's like completely legal for you know women to do whatever they want there, you know and it's not looked at as like some like weird taboo thing like but if they were to do it right across the border like one mile across the border in san diego it'd be like 
and this is you know it's still and that's the thing like that that's a good point that you bring up because i do want to talk about decriminalization and the stigma still and then just because something's not it's legal doesn't mean it's it, you know it's less stigmatized let me fluff mm -hmm. my pillow again because i'm like super it went like super low <laughs> shorty but, but basically you know you're right you know here you will go to jail if you're out in the street you know or mm -hmm. stuff like that and you're right mexico it's called la cahuila if anybody wants to ever go to tj it's called la cahuila and that's a street where you have sex workers literally just lined up on the street you're walking by there's taqueros and they're part of society like they're literally right there with like the taqueros and the tourists and there's kids passing by and this, the kids are like, oh, like it's, it's normal. Like right. those are people doing that, their job, that their job is to be a sex worker. Right. But over there, you need permits. You need a permit. Mm -hmm. And a lot of places that are, that were um, escorting or just sex work in general is it's legalized, right? Cause it's legal. You do have to have a permit. And even in some part of Nevada, nowhere they have those ranch, like the, the, the ranch brothels. Uh yeah, yeah, the brothels. You also have to have permits, and you have to get STI checks every other week, basically, just because even though you do have to use protection. Obviously, what you do in your own, like when you're working at a brothel, like because in TJ, there's also brothel, right? Where you go in and, or even in Hong Kong. Now, Hong Kong, I don't know how, how soon you've been there or how recent you've been there. They mm -hmm. have their hotel now. Hong Kong has their yeah. own hotel. Yeah, Cascades. Yeah, whenever you're like, okay, I like the stripper, then so the house right. rule basically, you do have to use, you know, protection. But right, sure. like, you know, that's what it is. But if you're you doing it on your own, that's on your discretion, right? But right. you do have to get tested. And that's why when people stigmatize sex workers, they're like, oh, hoes, and you guys have diseases. Like, it's actually the, the way around. I think sex workers who do do meetups or who do escorting or who do engage they don't want all that stuff, yeah. Like they do get tested. Like they're actually probably get tested more than anyone you know because if I feel you like want that's got to be frightening too. Like you know, if you got to do sex work, you got to get tested. It's not like you're like, oh yeah, I'll just get. Pretty I'm sure, sure if you get an STI that's like permanent, then that's it. You can't, you know, like you can't do anything anymore, especially in those places that require the permit. You can't do anything anymore, right? So same thing with the stigmatization of just STIs. STIs is just a common infection like you can get it off most of them right and even mm -hmm. though you can't they're not as bad as people claim to be but it's all these where people put like sex workers in these bubble that like oh they're they're all dirty and they're all filled with diseases like no they actually get tested most than most people and, right. and even, even though like it's legal in mexico colombia and all these places where it's legal to be a sex worker there's still safety issues, right? Like people disrespect sex workers the most because they don't see them as people. Men already have like this perception that women ain't women. They're just like extensions of something that they could use sexually or someone that could facilitate their life. But when it's a sex worker, it's even more, you know, that's why a lot of the workers, sex workers go through violence. They get hurt. They get killed even, especially the ones that do it on their own because when you work at a brothel, they got to pay the brothel and then you get your share or whatever, I'm assuming. I'm assuming that's how it works. I would think that's how it works. Well, just like just like renting a booth at a barbershop or something yeah, like that. Uh -huh. But when you're doing it on your own, then I would assume it could get dangerous because what makes you think this guy, okay, he could pay you at the beginning, but then after he beat you, take your money and dip. Like, right. You know, so it's, yes, the criminalization 
and you know kind of not having that stigma should help but it's more of like whether it's legal or not we got to protect sex workers in a way that like we got to respect them as people too and going back to me being wearing all these hats and being open about wearing these hats one of my hopes with doing that is that people realize that Anyone can be a sex worker and you don't even, you might not know, they might not tell you because they're scared of your reaction, but anyone could be a sex worker and it's fine. Like doesn't mean they are not that good of anything else or it means right. anything that they, everything else that they do is like tarnished now. It's like, but they also do this, you know, it's like. It shouldn't be like that. I know, I know a girl who she's getting her um, PhD in psychology. You know, she's trying to become a doctor and whatnot. The school literally told her because she has a popular TikTok page where she does sex facts, mm-hmm. right? She does sex facts. That's all she does. Like, she just yeah, does sex informing, facts. The school, the school told her, like, you can't do those videos if you want to be at this school. That's so fucked up. Because if you think about it, most what? people and most of the, you know, upcoming generations, they get their information from online. So I love seeing that. I love seeing, like, sex education online on TikToks. I love seeing fucking just food facts, like, quick, nutritious meal. Like, just because no, we're not going to go look. Can I, you know, maybe if you are that type of person, but not everybody's like, can I look up tips on how to eat better, but not cook so much you know like these all these things that just come on your scroll when you're scrolling and those things are so important that's how most of us consume anything when you no, find out the news hey when you find out your news let's say when you found out uh, anything are you do you re- see it on the news or do you see someone post it or or a highlight of it and you're like oh fuck and then you run to whatever other site to get more information right right like isn't that what we I, i'm assuming most of us get most of our news on we are on social media unless you have i do have la times and stuff and i do have their notifications turned on but nothing is news anymore like social media you know no it's not that's why you don't really see people getting newspapers no more like there's no newspapers (laughs) magazines anything paper Mm -hmm. create anything that's paper is like a, a a done industry like in the next 10 years because the only people in that market is like the people who are, you know, a little older. Right. Mm-hmm. But like our generation, like we're all social media, we're all on the phone, you know? Yes. So anything paper is going to be obsolete probably pretty soon. Uh, most, most definitely pretty soon. So it's so, you know, it's, I just want to, to not be stigmatized. I want to be able to, like I said, it, it helps on how you portray it. Like I, I wasn't like, Hey guys, like just so you know, I'm also dominatrix or, Oh guys, don't tell anybody. I haven't only just like don't you know to me it's like just hey like I'm a writer and I'm proud as fuck of what I do like I do a lot of community advocacy I'm a writer I do research papers I do boxy journalism like you said I do local journalism and I I really like that about myself and I don't think it makes me any less of a great writer just because I sell pictures of myself naked on the internet like (laughs) I really don't Now, same with like a lot of people say, but what about your children, right? That's a big one. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. Don't you think your kids, you know, when they find out what they're going to think, or you don't think they're going to get made fun of at school? And of course, that's a big one. You know, that's a good question. That's a good, it's a valid uh, preoccupation Mm -hmm. to have, you know? And what I tell people is like, well, I am literally raising my kids to know that sex work is just work. And of course, they're children now, but they know 
sex work to their way that they can understand it right now. For example, the way I introduced it to them was basically they themselves were... It started because they sang, somebody come get her, she's dancing like a stripper, right? That was huge on TikTok for like right. last year. And I remember like, I looked at them like, hey, I'm like, do you know what a stripper is? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, first of all, I'm like, I don't think it, next time, like if you are singing a song, and you don't know what something means. I'm like, you shouldn't sing that out loud. I'm like, two, I'm like, well, strippers are people who go to grown up places. Like it's a grown up dance um like dance plays and these girls or men, I'm like, they're, they're grownups. It's only for other grownups. They dance and they, as they dance, they're taking their clothes off and people give them money. I'm like people throw dollars at them. That's why all these songs talk about that. And they're like, Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, but it's for grownups only. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And then I started kind of just like trying to center like their bedtime stories around stuff like that to have a book called the way mama loves you. And it's just about like, oh, this mom works waitressing. She, you know, she works a lot long hours and they her feet hurt. And then this mom's feet also hurt. They wear big shoes and dance all night. They're they're always working for their rights. And it shows mm-hmm. like stripper shoes. Right. So it's just like these things was like, yeah, this mom works as a pilot. This mom works as a server. This mom works in the mail office. This mom's a stripper, like exotic dancer, you know, but it's like, oh, this mama dances all night. Um, I, we don't sexualize our bodies in our house. Like I'm, I grew up like that with my mom, like to where my mom should get, we'd shower together. She'd like take her clothes off and we were never like, or like, <laughs> like no, like we just walk around, you yeah, know, yeah. so same here. Like I, my kids are getting older. So I did tell them like, oh, like both of you, all of us, if you ever feel uncomfortable with us being naked in front of you, you have to, you know, like speak up. And they're like, no, we don't care. Cause my little one, my little one's always naked. But I did tell his brother, you know, like, if you feel uncomfortable, like, but let me know. But I, I have to change my calendar, but let me bring oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to show you. <laughs> I'm going to put the screen on you. I got to I gotta go and use the restroom real quick. Number oh. one, y'all, I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm going to put it on you, okay? <laughs> so, most of, like, I have sex work friendly calendars. So, this is a calendar for 2021 that a friend gave me. And it just says disabled sex workers. So this was January. This was February. March. And again, it's nothing super explicit, right? Like there's nothing explicit going on here. It's just their bodies. Disabled, naked bodies. This was June. Like it's nothing crazy going on, you know? So I have this in my house. In my house. So my kids could be able to see bodies and they don't sexualize them. Like my kids walk next to this every day. Um, my son actually told me when, when we changed it to December, he changed it, right? So it was this one. And he's like, oh, we need to change the calendar. And he just got it, changed it, and put it back. It's not like my kids walk around, they're like, oh, like titties or like someone's nipples out. Like, no, we just bodies are bodies, and that's what. And again, it's disabled people. So again, it's more about not being ableist and stuff like that. So that's kind of how it is. Like, I don't, like my kids, obviously I'm not going to tell them everything right now, but to their age level, it's like, okay, sex workers exist. And this is this is the thing that happens, you know? I was showing them my calendar. So this was for the month of December. What is that? It's sex workers calendar. Oh, okay. 
disabled sex workers. It's just like more of like representation. And then, you know, it's just, so I, I was telling them like, my kids walk by this every day and they're never like, like, hmm. like you know, like it's just, they see a body and they, it's a body. My son was like, hey, we need to change the calendar. And he changed, you know, so it's, that helps also with the, with seeing especially femme, bo- femme bodies as like something to be like horny about or desired about. It's just like, oh yeah, they're going to see, they're going to walk by, they see some titties on the wall. They don't even, they're fine. You know, they're not like, hmm, huh. Like they don't, they don't care, you know? And that helps with, they're not going to be like, like, oh, or they're not going to be stigmatizing sex workers. So of course they don't know all these things anymore. I haven't, but as time is appropriate, I will. And and again, it's, it's just work and that's all that we could tell people. And of course there's going to, we, when we think about our parents being sexual in any way, we are like, Ugh. like, I'd rather not think about my parents being right. sexual, but then we also have to think not only as children, like, you know, having parents, everybody has parents, right? Well, we all born with <laughs> parents. It's detaching that thing over like where we see parents solely as parents, you know, parents have identities to them. Parents have their own, shit going on and needs like do i want to see my mom doing shit like no but at the same time do i acknowledge that that's what she's doing because that's just what people do of course you know so i also i I want to i tell people to keep that in mind you know like our parents and mothers specifically and single mothers too they're people too and we wear our hats depending on what we're doing and just because we're mothers or just because someone's a parent doesn't mean they can't engage in sex work or sex period do we again? Do we want to think about it? No, but do our parents have sex? Yes. Do their parents do sexy shit? Yes. Do our parents send news to it? Probably. <laughs> These no, days, I know, yeah. I know my mom does because that bitch is fucking. She's. If you think I'm, sec- my mom's like so liberated, like she's crazy. My mom's more of a social life than I do, but I know <laughs> she's always taking like those stir straps, like not like you know she's older, but like she's like takes her like. She wears really tight dresses and stuff for, for demographic for the dudes that love that, right? Like that she knows. So I don't think like, oh, like, oh, my mom, my mom. Like, it's just like, oh, cool. Like she's her own person. And she, you know, so I think as long as I'm raising, obviously not everybody's going to think that I'm people are still going to have a problem. And I've, you know, I'm sure people are going to be like, well, you know, other kids are going to make fun of them. But it's like, well, we'll get, we'll talk about that when we get there. But I really think that I'm enough of a good mom where it's not going to be an issue. And again, like, I like sex work, but I hope that eventually I don't do it. You know, like, it's hard. (laughs) Man, there's a lot of successful women who, you know, they got their start doing sex work. And then, you know, wherever they, it doesn't have to be the end goal is all I'm saying. Look at Cardi B. And then again, like, people age and most of the time, sex work is more of an industry for people who who are young, who still got their place and, you know, stuff in the right places and stuff. But it's like, uh, like, I think eventually, you know, like uh, maybe a couple more years, but I do right now. I enjoy it. I enjoy the liberty of being able to do it from home. That's another thing that I tell people like parents and single moms. That's what a lot of times are sex workers because they it's the best schedule. Like I felt my kids go with their dad every other weekend. That's when I film. I make all sorts of content, you can go and do all your content yeah. to, to do whatever. Right. Or like if I do sessions, I tell people, my people know, like I, these are, I only have every other weekend. Like, don't, <laughs> like, don't be asking <laughs> me to meet you like randomly or on a day that I have my kids. Cause I'm not going to 
put my kids away to do this. Like I'll do it on my own. Right. You know, so that's the way it is. Like it's such an easy job to to do when you're at home and you're not wasting gas and you're you're just doing everything from home. So that's the easy aspect of it. And people are like, well, wouldn't you like that? Wouldn't you like to work from home and not and at your own pace and at your own time? So I'm not saying that it doesn't become sometimes like, oh fuck, I gotta promote, I gotta do this. But again, I don't have those promotional issues because I'm public about it. Right. Other content creators are like, oh, hashtags, Reddit, posting on all these different red subreddits, posting on all these different platforms. I just got to like remind people I got one sometimes. They're like, oh, hey, like, here's my ass. You want to see more? <laughs> you know, so it's it's easier. And then when I have an influx of like new followers, it's like, oh, hey, I also do this. You know, and I right. can't wait. Like the publication that I work for launches in February. So I can't wait to have also like a rotation of every other weekend like hi like these articles this week are by me go check them out so people again notice the complexity of people and how being a sex worker doesn't mean you're not doing others i mean if you just do sex work good for you like i would love to just you know if i could just do that but i rather like i like having more than one income so you know like i want more people to see the complexity of sex workers you know sex work everybody who consumes sex work obviously you're not well you don't be a fucking creep all up in the sex workers business especially if you're like a subscriber on only fans and if you are obviously tip them tip your sex workers like you do build like a, a you know kind of like a nicer connection with them but try to see them as more than just the person who makes you come because that's the Ooh. only thing especially if you, see, you don't always know the people you jerk off to you don't sometimes i don't i'll just look up Random sex workers. I got to that much. Look at this person's work. Right. Right. And sometimes, but just after you already nutted and you're like back to normal, <laughs> back to think <laughs> thinking with the, with the right way. Actual people, you know, just, mm-hmm. just get into that mindset of being like, this is an actual person. You know, right. <laughs> that's it. That's, the, that's like the advice that I could give people. Like, see people as people, even though they, they provide that service, you know? And no, if you do follow them on social media, advice. yeah, like if you see them, if you do follow them on social media and they're kind of more also like, they don't just share share their, their stuff, but they also share parts of their personality, try to, you know, appreciate that. You know, I guess that's, that's like, that's no, I mean, you, you, you have some great insight and great advice. I feel like there's a book coming. There's got to be a book coming <laughs> at some point. I don't know when, but it, it seems like there has to be because you have, and make so many great points about all of this. And I'm with you on that. I, I really think that it's the next big thing. I think that sex work becoming more normalized in the future is it's, it's, it's the next big thing, in, in my opinion. The next taboo topic that is going to become more normal, you know, like in, in this world, like it, it has to like with yeah. like, like how you're talking about, like, like your your children like learning about like you know how normal it is for for you to be walking around the house naked or 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 whatever right like dude like like with everybody that you know knows about like OnlyFans these days and everything like that like eventually like when the kids these days grow older like it's not going to be like some crazy taboo topic and it might be something that's way more welcoming Kind of like um, back in 20 years ago or probably sooner than that, like like being 
gay was like a crime in so many ways. Now it's way more welcomed. It's it's way more uh, appreciated. Yeah, it's more normal. And and that's what I'm saying is like I think that you know yeah. the world that you're talking about. Like I think that's the next one. But you know, I'm glad that you bring that up. I'm glad that you bring up that example of like LGBTQ representation because mm-hmm. yeah, like we come a lot of you know we come a long way. You know because yes. It's more normalized. I walk in the street and, you know, I have a lot of gay friends. Again, my kids are also very open to, to you know, they, they just, in that in their world, like you said, it's already existed for us. I remember growing up and there was one gay guy in our rancho and it was like stigmatized. It was like almost like oh, shameful, like don't even go look, don't even talk to him, don't even look at him, you know, type of stuff where he was kind of like the joke of the, of the town, you know, as, as fucked up as it sounds. Right, and now it's like my kids. I'm glad that my kids didn't grow up like that. They we go out, we we have gay friends, but also they go out. We say gay. I live in Long Beach for fuck's sake, like bunch of the whole gay community here. So we go, and it's like, oh, my kids are not gonna be like wondering what the fuck is going on. Like they're just why is everybody acting like this? You know, because it's taught how you react to things. They're just like it's normalized, and and you're right. I hope sex work comes comes like that. And again, not like there's it's it's a lot of parallels with that because like I was talking to you about how even though it's normalized doesn't mean people don't suffer violence. It's kind of the same with, you know, gay people, anybody in the LGBTQ umbrella is more normalized, but they do face more violence in any, and maybe a heterosexual person, you know? So it's a good example that you brought up, but I do hope that, and and I did want to write like about that. um, But I wanted to first, again, my kids grow older and I explained to them, um, and then go into the venture of, of, of writing about it and being more open about it. Cause I'm gonna tell you this funny ass story. My son, I was watching dishes the other day and we were listening to like, sometimes I listen to like fucking Megan Thee Stallion or like Cardi B and she's right. like, washing dishes. And he, my son's like doing stuff like, ah, he's coloring or some shit on the table. And he turns around, he's like, mom, he's like, remember when you told us that grownups have clubs where they, where like people dance naked? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, he's like, I think if you did it, people throw, would throw a lot of dollars at you. <laughs> and he's like, dollar bills. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I would hope they would throw 20s at me. I'm like, but yeah. And then he's like, oh, but who knows? Because you have pimples. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, all right, thanks. They're going to throw Bitcoins at you. Yeah, Bitcoins, dude. Everything's fucking Bitcoin now. Right. That's what they're going to be throwing at you uh, later on. Later on, because... As you're stripping Venmo, Venmo. It's going to be in the metaverse, though. Like, everybody's oh, going to be God. in the metaverse. <laughs> I'm going to fucking be real with you. That scares the shit out of me. Really? Why? Mm-hmm. Because it's escapism. Mm. That's all that it is. It's escapism. Like, And I can relate to them the way that, like, when I was growing up, I'd love playing Sims. I would right. love playing the Sims because I could use a cheat code to like get money and get myself a mansion. And it's like, it's escapism. I don't have that in real life. I have a tiny two bedroom apartment in Long Beach. Mm. You know, so like it's Fucking all it's getting gratification through a game where you think that that's me, but so now imagine the metaverse, like, I don't know. Similar. It's scary. In the metaverse, it might be very similar to uh, like real life because it's everything's going to cost like actual money in the metaverse, you know, I mean, yeah. through cryptocurrency. So like if you wanted to buy land or something like that, like you actually got to buy that with 
your real world dollar. You well, know? That's what I mean. Like I already experienced classism in the real world. Why would I want to go in the metaverse and be poor there? Right. <laughs> Thank you. you make a good point. Mm-hmm. Why I, would you want to do that? That's what yeah. I mean. Like, I, like, luckily, and that's what I tell people. Like, I can't shame sex work because I make my rent and bill money through my vanilla job. But I travel with my sex worker job. I buy my kids stuff that they want with stuff that me growing up, I couldn't even, I wouldn't be able to have. Like, my kids have an iPad. I would have never... I never had a fucking phone up until like 11th grade, you know, and I was like a tiny virgin mobile phone, like, or Metro PCS, right? Like, right. I'm able to take my kids with me to explore. I know it's a big thing. Like, oh, you know, children, you know, children are, are annoying. Children are what you mold them and how you, you know, they're little people. They have personalities, obviously, but like, I love traveling with my kids. Like we travel, we, you know, obviously with the pandemic, it's hard, but I've been able to travel. I paid off my car. I've only been doing OF for one year. I was able to pay off my car completely. That's okay. awesome. My insurance went down. So even if I stop or for some reason I may I have to stop, you know, because I don't tell my vanilla job I have an OF, right? I don't think mm-hmm. they would care if they found out. But if they, I, I'm like, okay, okay, well, I already facilitated my life with, I don't have a car payment. My insurance went down really like a lot. And then I'm just like, okay, like I was able to have a savings. I'm able to start a college fund for my kids this money right you know like that's awesome man i'm like i they, it already gave me that so i can't that's why i told you i'm selective too about the people that i help because there's a lot of people who want to do sex work because they think it's fast money which is going to be a hard realization that no it's not but all uh, easy money i mean it's not but also because of the stigmatization you know people want to make money off of it but still be talking shit about sex workers or like See, this, embarrassed about it this is the part of doing sex work that the people who criminalize it and look down upon it, they don't even think about the great things that it's doing for the people that are doing it. They just look at it like, oh, look at these horny people just putting out this sexual content and brainwashing the youth. They don't they don't think about like all the great things that it's doing, you know? Because in in most cases in every part of the world, like people have their vanilla job and and a lot of times the vanilla job just isn't fucking enough because these wages at all these jobs they don't pay people enough so you're making other people money and you're making the the next person uh be rich right and then you know you got um the the person who works at the vanilla job and they have their of and now they're making more money than they do at the vanilla job, but to keep the vanilla job, right? But you're making more money doing that and you're able to start a savings account for the kids for college. You're able to go on vacations and trips. This is how people should be living anyways. People shouldn't have to work every single day and have no life, you know, because you do that and then you're, you're 85 years old on your deathbed, but you died way back in when you were 40 years old because all you did was that fucking job. So I think yeah. people should appreciate it. No class appreciate mobility it. these days. Like there's no, there's very little class mobility these days. People have this myth of working hard gets you somewhere, but it's not just working hard. There's systemic things that prohibit a lot of people from being able to even achieve any success. You know, there's class, gender, uh, race that plays into all these things and that's what's also helped me with you know sex work 
I don't know if you know, if you've seen my post, but every month I donate $100 to either a nonprofit mm-hmm. or I do mutual aid. That's what's up. Every month, every month, $100. Uh, so either I will do like, I did like this Pomona organization um, not too long ago. They were doing a toy drive, so I donated 100 bucks. But also, you know, there's sometimes you're like, oh, Venmo me $100. I'm you know, a person of color without shelter. I'm trying to escape an abusive relationship, blah, blah. Then it's more of a single person mutual aid type stuff. And I was also able to, I send people groceries to Amazon Fresh too. Um, whenever I see people need like, oh, I don't need food. I'm like, well, I don't, you know, if it's someone I don't know for, per se, you know, like I'd be like, oh, well, if you want, I could send you, you know, I do Venmo them, but I'm like, but if you need food, because sometimes it's, that's what they're asking for food. Can I need groceries? Yeah. I'm like, if you're comfortable enough to give me your address, I will Amazon Fresh you some groceries. That way you don't have to leave anywhere. And you're like, so the next time any of you judge Liliana, you need to know that part about Liliana is yeah. that she does good deeds for the people who are in need. That's, you know, I was able, luckily I'm able to have like a nice steady income because of my sex work and and I've I've always felt this and I've read a lot of books about it too. It's like sex workers really are the backbone of a lot of communities because they do give back. A lot of them give back their money, you know, like portions of their money. And you know, you don't call me call me coochie for nothing. Like I am I do believe in that and I do believe in the sense of community and I give I try to do as much mutual aid as possible. And you know, like it's it shouldn't it shouldn't be something that it's a plot. It should be like if we have the if we have the ways of doing it and the means then we should you know like we should take to help each other out and it shouldn't be like oh hell yeah like thank you but like it's also should just be like hey like you know let's just help each other out like people need stuff here you go you know and this is why the people who are ruining the capitalist world (laughs) they should start helping out a little more too that's the thing we should we can all do like you said we all go through shit and we've all been there like We've all had a hard, I've had such hard times when I was putting myself through school. That's why, like, I also try to help mostly, like, other, like, single moms because I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, a lot of times I put myself to college bartending and I'm like, I remember I would cry because I would spend all my money on bills and the elotero would pass by, like, honking his little, (laughs) and my kids were like, mom, can I finish? And I didn't have a single fucking dollar to, like, be able to buy them a fucking elote, you know? So... I think about that. I'm like, oh, dude, like, luckily, you know, I complain about my apartment being small, but I'm able to, in California, live by myself. Just me. <laughs> it's California, y'all. This is fucking expensive. It really is. <laughs> California is out of pocket. So I don't, you know, no shame to people who get um, government assistance because government assistance is the bare fucking minimum. They give you the bare fucking minimum. As someone who used to be on it for a year in like 2014, they give you the bare fucking minimum. And, you know, I don't have anything like that. I don't even get child support. So I'm like, I, I'm lucky that I ha- I owe it to sex work in a way, you know, because I could be, if it, if it wasn't sex work, my second job would have to be something that I work weekends, something that I work crazy fucking night hours and not, it would take me away from my kids. So I owe a lot of things to sex work. And that's why it's so important to, you know, 
leave that stigma behind because I have what I have. Not only, I'm not going to say I don't, my other jobs are not great. They are. I love my job. But I'm, I'm able to do this and be able to make it forward because of sex work, you know? And that's fucking awesome. Yeah, let's get that, let's get that round of applause going. On. That's some that's some real talk, man. It does more good than it does bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Like it's just, I mean, the there is that like, oh well. The yeah. only thing I can see bad about sex was and we could get into into this part if that's okay. I don't know if I'm talking too much, but no, I'm we're good. <laughs> we're good. The, the the bad thing about, you know, like any, it's, it's people think like, oh, it's empowering. There's like this debate, right? Is sex work empowering? Because you ask mm-hmm. me, right? Like, if you're, it's it's just a job. Like, do you feel empowered? Do you Most of the time, not. You do have more chances to be empowered just because you're you're able to have more of your, your, your schedule. You, you schedule it. You decide when you're going to post. You decide what you're comfortable posting, you know? Right. Yeah, like you have more liberties. But it's just work. And and that's why I hate when, you know, a lot of new wave feminism, it's like they want to push this sex work is empowering or sex work isn't empowering. Like there's two sides to it, right? Like there's mm-hmm. some that are like, oh, no, you're still degrading yourself. You're still falling to the male gaze. You know, like you're you're the one that makes the male gaze even worse because you're doing this. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, like you don't get to decide how people react to you or to your content. You know, and and it should that shouldn't be a conversation if is sex work empowering because it's work. Work is rarely em- empowering. We don't want to work. Who the fuck dreams of labor? <laughs> None of us. Like, no. If we were, if it was better, we all could just have the rights to have food and shelter for free because that's what you need to survive, and literally that's how it should be. We would you do things that we enjoy doing. You know, we would do things for the joy of doing them. Right? We're the and only species that uh, has to pay to live yeah. on this earth without having to monetize hobbies. Like, of course, like hobbies are amazing, and and that's what, like, you know, you with the podcast, it's cool that you have a sponsor, it's cool, but that kind of puts some more pressure. Where it's like it's no longer just fun now. Like, oh fuck, now there's an income. Now I gotta <laughs> please these people, you know. So right. it, it, that's how I feel. Like that's that's a big thing with the there's a, that big debate with sex work empowering. No, that, cut that shit out. Work is not empowering. Work is still work. Like we still got to get up and do shit. I got to put on makeup. I got to fucking buy camera, a better quality camera. If I want, you know, to please my followers, I got to do different angles. I got to fucking be consistent. It's just like any other content creating. And then the, the second thing is the whole thing of younger people aspiring to become sex workers. You know, I do have a little issue with that, like, but not with the people itself or with the sex work world, just in general, like them capitalism is such that people see that, oh, sex workers are making a second, either their entire income or they're able to make their income on their own means. Like that makes me sad. Like the way capitalism is set up that younger people are not even aspiring anymore to try to do something that might, you know, be more norm or be in like an everyday space, but instead of like, oh, I'm as soon as I turn 18, I'm gonna try to, you know, I'm gonna start my OF. Because when you're 18, you're still kind of like dumb. I'm fucking dumb as fuck and I'm almost 30. And I don't think people understand like the 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 bad stuff that comes with sex work, like maybe doxing people putting taking your content and putting it in public, you know, like 
when you're is that what that's called doxing mm -hmm. like you, you know when you're 18 you still don't know what you want to do in life in the long term and nothing when you think about that too nothing should be in the long term people shouldn't be like oh i picked one career and i gotta fucking do it my whole life you know but i don't think you're ready yet for the hella stigma for being insulted for being doxxed for being blackmailed from your family finding out if you're not open about it you know those are things that i don't think an 18 year old you're capable of see I, you know what you just you just um triggered some some thoughts in my head about what i was talking about how um how i think that kind of work is be becoming more normal and it will become more normal in a in a future because you think about it like a lot of a lot of kids they wanted to become firefighters or they wanted to become uh, lawyers or, or things like that probably because that's what their their elders were doing with their life right so if there's kids aspiring to do you know that kind of work in the in the future you know more than the other thing because the other thing just you got to do all kinds of schooling and like if you're doing if all that people are going into debt Right, right. But yeah. like if they're doing all those things because they want to impress their elders, yeah. well, what happens when those people who they were trying to impress are gone? Now, these people who became lawyers because they wanted to impress whoever they wanted to impress in their family have kids. And those kids are like, well, I want to do this when I grow up. Yeah. And now they do that. And so their kids eventually are like, that's when it becomes like the normal thing is when it's something that the people within your family, the elders of the family were doing that. And they're like, oh, see, it's like a normal thing. And there's going to be so many um, people doing it. Like, I think that's where it becomes the normal thing. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm so fucking glad you brought that up because I saw the other day, you know, like a tweet, not the end, but probably months ago, but it was a really good tweet, right? Where someone's like, ew, like I saw a kid, you know, a, a kindergarten graduation and they asked the kid, what do you want? You know, they ask the kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I cannot believe this kid said a YouTuber. Like, what are we aspiring our society? Right. Like, if right. people don't want to have be have jobs anymore, they want to be YouTubers. And I someone quoted it, like someone who's like also a communist, and I'm I love their point of view. They said, I don't remember the username, but they said, You're mad at a kid for not dreaming of labor? Like, who thinks I can't wait to grow up and like have to make money for somebody else and even if like people are like i want to be a doctor they're just saying that because we romanticize the whole you can be whatever you want when you're like which is bullshit like mm -hmm. to an extent and again we talk about class race and gender how they all play into these things and then a being able body right but that's what i'm like why are you shaming a child for not dreaming of labor like they see youtubers having fun and now like you said we're in a new world where we're kind of like monetizing that which, yeah. it, you know, fuck it. And, you know, who, who obviously the kids, you know, they got to learn that that's not the vast majority. Not everybody's fucking getting rich off of YouTube. But right. to shame a child for that or to make this like make it this blanket statement that kids no longer want real jobs. Like it's fucked up because, because again, like, again, you have two podcasts. You know, this is work. It is. It, it takes work. Totally. You know, like, oh, you know, if it was easy and fun i just be like let me just fucking check my phone and record and you could do that but the quality is not going to be that great you know how many ch ch chores i had to put off doing this episode today my wife is like <laughs> she's waiting on me to get some waters <laughs> she's yeah, like you're no. supposed to fill up these five gallon jugs <laughs> i was <laughs> like okay. I tell people like it's work you're still putting effort time and money 
right? Because you got to buy equipment. You got to buy microphones. You don't want the, yeah. right? Like yeah. I have a whole microphone. I have a DCLR, DSLR camera. I, you know, like I have all sorts of tripods, different sizes. So I can get angle. It, that's what I tell people. Like it's a job. You could be a podcaster and that could be your job. Job doesn't mean you have to fucking go to school forever and be in debt forever. And it doesn't mean that you have to be fucking completely tired. And that's it. And they think physical exhaustion, like when you're content creator, you get burnout. Have you done your experience that yet or not yet? Oh, yeah. I, I, no, I get <laughs> I definitely get a burnout. I, I, I do. Hands, bro. I mean, you do got to have some kind of joy doing it, too, though. You know, yeah. like, I mean, I yes, podcasting, it is definitely work there's a lot that goes to it like all these graphics that i do streaming and then having to have all the equipment marketing, and you're marketing too you're doing marketing doing all that it's definitely work however i do enjoy doing it and i and i feel like you you have to have some kind of joy doing it or else you shouldn't do it at all that's that's the whole point of like doing the things that you want to do like podcasting or or doing sex work or, yeah. or, or, or whatever you gotta it is. It. You got to enjoy it, but also recognize that, you know, I hate when people say, do what you love and you'll never work in your life. Like, that's bullshit. Like, I love you writing. You got to work. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love writing and I love informing people and, you know, creating advocacy. But I still got to do all this scholarly research. I still got to, like, meet deadlines. Like, it's still become, there's still a pressure, a certain amount of pressure that comes from it. So that's why it's like, no, it still work, but you're at least you're doing that instead of something you might not want to be doing, you know, like you said. Right. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Well, I think everybody, the takeaway from this episode should be do what you want to do, be yourself, have no shame doing it, and accept others. Mm-hmm. Like, mind your business. That's what I tell people. Like, it's zero dollars to mind your business. <laughs> mind your fucking business like if you don't agree with someone even unless it's like personally affect affecting you or it's something that personally affects somebody else or minority then it's like okay well, but if it's something that's like someone's just doing and you're just not maybe you're not the target audience or the target consumer it's just be like oh, all right that's cool then like <laughs> you you know 100 <laughs> well lily can you tell people how they can find you and how they can uh, get in contact with you or check out your content or any of those things? Yeah, I'm Billy Ho Saunders across like Instagram and my OF is just like it's after a box, <laughs> but it's Billy Ho Saunders two L's on the Billy Ho just like H O E and then Saunders S A U N D E R S at the end, <laughs> and that's it. Like just. Instagram and then from there you can find like all my links basically on my bio um and my boxing content it's hard to say it though like for people to spell it um I do have boxing content and I'm I do lives every Tuesday but I didn't do one this year because I, I had I was sick but it's Chicana boxing I don't know if I can I, I, I could put it on the screen for you actually right yeah. now so um boxing content I also do and no, I am not ticklish. My feet, you can fucking do whatever you want. I'm not a ticklish person. Not on my feet. My tummy's ticklish, but my feet, I'll just like, even if it's a stranger touching them, I don't get ticklish. I don't know why. Did I get it right? Chicana boxing on YouTube? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's, that's basically my YouTube. And I do like interviews and stuff like that. 
Hopefully this year there's more boxing, even though the pandemic was crazy, man. Yeah, I, I hope that there's more boxing. I think boxing um towards the end of this year was so fucking mm-hmm. lit. If boxing <laughs> was so like that all the time, we would have more fans. Like oh, oh, one hundred percent. I think I think boxing has a chance to Come do back. big things. Oh, oh, come back. I, it is back as long as they keep on doing big fights mm-hmm. because you've seen how yeah. how good it was in November and December. Oof, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even October should, had really good fights. We got to do a stream on your channel sometime. <laughs> yeah, we have to do something on my channel. Yeah, let's set that up before I forget to reply again. Yeah, I'll let's set, let's set right it up. After. Let's set up right after because I do every Tuesday, but I don't know if I'm doing one this. I think for this Tuesday, I'm just doing like a recap of like the year and then what I want mm-hmm. next year. But we could do the Tuesday after that. But there's not really any boxing going on in January. What People love you? boxing banter. People love what, boxing banter. What, what fight are you looking forward to? Like, I think the one um, that's happening fast, like, is the Charlo Castaño rematch. Yeah, that one's definitely got to happen. That was a uh, that was a really good fight. That was a really good fight. Very close. Probably should have been a draw if not. Castaño might have. Might have edged that one. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I got to rewatch it. But I, I recall from the fight when I watched it, I believe from scoring it, I believe I had Castaño winning. I had Castaño winning too by one round. But I think what hurt Castaño is that he got hurt in the 11. They both hurt each other, right? Like he hurt, they both hurt each other. Yeah. And then like, he, he, he didn't he get like, whoa, with that nasty. Or, yeah, he didn't get like, whoa, but like you could tell uh, like him right so he had problems with castanio castanio i think will give a lot of people problems in that division yeah especially we yeah, 154 is just like a, up in the air shit so we could mm-hmm. yeah we should do something yeah <laughs> and then that way you could try melon you could see how you like melon i'll send you the link and then you could see it sounds great well everybody i hope you all enjoyed this podcast episode with liliana aka kami coochie um yeah so go and follow her on instagram and check out all of her links should we in this episode with a foot marshal hey yeah so when we get off um don't don't go nowhere no all right thank you all for tuning in and stuff like that um yeah go to the link in the description of this youtube video and get yourself a flashlight it supports this podcast directly with that link smash that like button and subscribe to the channel peeps we appreciate you all for watching and we are what's going on everybody this is Daddy Goods. Welcome to the Plenty of Feet Podcast. This is a foot fetish podcast. However, we talk about whatever the fuck is on our mind. So tune in. Enjoy the fucking show, baby. Oh, and today we got Liliana, a.k.a. Tommy Coochie. <laughs> Check out her OF Of course, that's on her Instagram. Her Instagram is in the description. Oh, and by the way, this episode is sponsored by Fleshlight. There's a link in the description of this podcast. Click it and get yours. It directly supports the podcast when you use that link. Enjoy the show, everybody.